Is it time for our intro? It will be time for our intro. So hello everyone in chat, welcome. It is another Wiki Week Days podcast as usual. And just obviously this is uh, the first real time that we've done this live, so I just want to, you know, clarify a few things for people. Um, it's like, just like a regular podcast, we're not going to be really interacting with chat too much because we don't want to break up the podcast. We want it to, when people are listening on podcast services later, we don't want it to be like, why are they just talking to chat constantly? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes for a bit of a weird audio experience. So like, we will be keeping an eye on chat and like reading the messages. We've both got chat up. But um, just people aware, like, don't get angry if we're not, like, responding to messages and stuff. We're just trying to keep it in a podcast format as we would. And, um, you know, we have got Super Chats set up. So if people do want to send Super Chats, like, it's not necessary. It is appreciated. But, like, we will read through those um, after each wiki conversation. So after Carl finishes his topic, we will go through any that we get if we do get any. And same at the end of the podcast. After my topic, we will also do that as well. Um, so again, just don't want people to think they're ignored or anything, but we've got to keep things like moving and rolling. And it would also be appreciated. I know we don't normally do this, but I believe if people like the live stream, then it makes it more likely that people will be able to find us live as we're recording and as we're streaming. So it would be appreciated. So, so very concise, Lucas. How much have you been rehearsing that in the shower this morning? Um, I haven't, but... I did oh, okay. just quickly type up a couple of notes in the couple of minutes before we went live, just to remind me of like just mention these these little few things. And that's it. I've never rehearsed anything I've ever recorded online. The only <laughs> thing I've ever rehearsed is like the final fact theme video because I didn't want to be like looking off to the side. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's pure instinct. Literally, I've got little one sentence notes like "Give us a like help to find us live." Um, so we, you know, we just try our best to to be improvisational and. Speaking of which, Carl, people will notice that the thumbnail for this one, I had to pre-make a thumbnail even though we don't tell each other what the topic is. No. So, Carl has mentioned that it was going to be something Deadpool related, something close to Deadpool so I could put Deadpool in the thumbnail. But I yeah, don't actually something... know what you're talking about today. <laughs> it's something very closely Deadpool related because today is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, thank yeah. you for spending Valentine's Day with me, Lucas. And you're I welcome. thought... Well, the Deadpool trailer dropped over the weekend, or at least the Deadpool teaser trailer for the Wolverine Deadpool movie. Mm-hmm. That was kind of flaccid, given that we've known Wolverine's going to be in it for the past, like, two years. Yeah, it's like so, that whole, oh, the Super Bowl is when we're going to announce it's called, like, Deadpool and Wolverine. It's like, yeah, but you also shared a video last year being like, hey, Hugh Jackman's in this one again. And it's a Wolverine. Also, there's that, like, leaked set photo of just Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume. So it's like... <laughs> We've known, so I watched the trailer and thought, well, there's not really much to talk about there. I thought about maybe doing one on the Deadpool movie, the first one, because that was released, at least in the UK, on February 14th, and they marketed it as a Valentine's Day movie. And it it was a movie that was focused around romance and love. A very violent movie, but... And, like, you know, they did, like, the fake movie poster of, like, classic, like, Ryan Reynolds, like, a rom-com of him lying there like that <laughs> with um, his wife. And it just says, like, love conquers all, February 14th, <laughs> Deadpool. And, yeah, just all of the marketing around that original Deadpool movie was so spot on. And I thought that would make a good bit of fodder for a Wiki Weekends video. So I realised we've already talked about that movie and the making of it three times on Fact Fiend. So I thought, (laughs) let's instead talk about a character who is close to Deadpool, at least in the movies. And that is Pietro 
Rasputin, a.k.a. Colossus. So it's just a good old-fashioned okay. Wiki Weekends video about a character from Marvel. So are we doing, like, Fox version? Are we doing non-existent this MCU is, version? This, six is, six? this is comic Pietro Rasputin, if you want to. Is there anything you got to say about the Rasputin? Or I guess, like, the Colossus. They don't really call him Rasputin much in the... Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, when you just called him by his actual name, I was like, I don't actually know who that is, but presumed it was Colossus based on the name uh, being like yeah. Russian, which the character is. But Yeah, they normally anglicise it like uh, Peter Nikolai. Because his, new, right. his middle name here is uh, Nikolaevich. So it's normally like Peter, like Peter Nicholas or Nicholas Peter. Mm-hmm. Because just Rasputin is just a funny last name. You hear that and go, <laughs> really? Rasputin? Yeah, and it's, you know, a bit of like that generic, like people writing Russian character names from like American perspective. But Has, it ever, has, has though anyone ever topped Soda Popimsky? <laughs> from uh, like the punch outs who started off as just something what is he like vodka drinky some drinky ski or something like oh that oh my like, god that's too offensive christ yeah those uh those original characters in like mike tyson's punch out they did not hold back on the stereotyping like yeah so that's me but just probably not the best name but i think the character of colossus is kind of fun but He's not in yeah. the MCU much. It's kind of a shame. Do you ever hear why that actor never came back, even though he looks exactly like the character in the comics? Wait, I presume you mean like... Oh, sorry, who, in the Foxverse. In the Foxverse, yeah, because... Do you mean like the one that was in like The Last Stand, or was it yeah, number two he was that in, he was featured in more? Is he number two then as a cameo in Last Stand, and then he appears yeah. in like Days of Future Past for a split second? But mm-hmm. yeah, that guy just quit acting. Oh, right. And he had it in his contract that if they wanted to have Colossus, it had to be him. And they oh. asked him, do you want to be Colossus? Because people really like Colossus. And we want to keep putting you in. Obviously, Colossus has a great relationship with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the fastball special. It's yeah. like, can we put in his like, no, I'm good, I'm not acting anymore. Oh, do you remember the flaccid fastball special we got in that, uh, in the last stand, he, I think? Where he throws him. Yeah, and it's like, like that lazy, just wire work Wolverine, just going really slowly. And he goes about four miles an hour, and he goes <laughs> like this. Are we, we going to get a fastball special in the new Deadpool movie, right? And they're going to do a, a, a justice? I would hope so, but also they've already done it with Wade. I believe but like Colossus they, does the fastball special with Wade, but like, well, they have to do a proper one with Wolverine. It would be so hype if they did. Did you ever see there was like that pitch for like the Ant Man? Oh, sorry for the End Game that they never managed to get in, and they were going to do a mini fastball special where Giant Man was throwing the Hulk, who was throwing <laughs> somebody else. So Giant Man was going to throw the Hulk, who was holding someone else. And they were going to do the double fastball special. I did. But they had to um... cut it for time. I did like some of the choreography they came up with Ant-Man with doing stuff like that in um, What If Season 2. Yeah, it's They had like a couple the, of scenes of just like throwing Ant-Man around as a weapon. You should be. Like, you should put Ant-Man in a gun and just have a gun that fires <laughs> Ant-Man. But Pietro Rasputin, we have a quote from him here. I am not made of steel. Rage. I am made of rage. It's like, <laughs> fucking hell. It's like, calm down. Uh, his current alias is Colossus. His aliases, there's unfortunately not many band names here except for one. So his nicknames are the Juggernaut. He was a Juggernaut for a little bit. He was like an Avatar of Sitarak. The Phoenix, because everyone gets the Phoenix Force in Marvel. And then the Proletarian. Well, that's not bad. He's fi- fighting for the working man. I'd buy their album. I um, <laughs> I do appreciate, you know, we always say 
it's either everyone gets the Phoenix Force in Marvel or everyone's encountered, like, Venom. And can you imagine Venom Colossus? <laughs> the thing is, though, um, what is something you think everyone should get that they don't? Because I would love everyone to get the Juggernaut. Because <laughs> the people don't know if the Juggernaut is often mistaken for a mutant in Marvel canon. He's not. He's just a dude who found this gem. Mm -hmm. And the gem is like, whoever holds this gem is the avatar of this demon from another realm. And you just become Juggernaut. It, it would be so good if it was just Professor X as the Juggernaut. In just the unstoppable wheelchair. wheelchair, just like going. Oh, you're going to call me wheels again with <laughs> Logan. And then we have his nicknames, which are Chrome Dome, Pete, Petey, and Ruskit. Oh, I'm really sorry, I've got a really tickly throat. It's okay, Carl, because, you know. <laughs> it's normally you asked to cough. I've got, I've got a really tickly throat. I know, yeah. What I should just do is take a really slow sip of my coffee every time you go to cough. To help himself. So, born to a simple farm life in Russia, Pyotr Rasputin is a mutant with the ability to transform his body into steel, which grants him phenomenal strength as Colossus. He was approached by Professor Xavier with a chance to change the world for mutants as a member of the X-Men. As a gifted painter, Colossus gradually witnessed his simple life drastically change due to the adventurous and complexities of his duties as an X-Man. And that's the thing is, like, Colossus is one of those, like, key X-Men who never really gets any play in the live action. So it's kind of nice mm. to put him into Deadpool. Because, like, he's just the guy. The thing like, is... You know, like, every, every, like, group needs a tank. Yes, yeah, of course. Wolverine, like, you know, people, it's Wolverine for the X-Men for a little bit, but it's also Colossus. Yeah, and I think Colossus is, like, one of the earlier groups of X-Men. Like, he's, he's quite an early character in terms of X-Men lore. Yeah, there's like there's him and Angel that often get looked over. It's like these like some of the earliest X Men. Well, I was going to mention Angel because we've managed to get like one of the OG X Men. Angel has had two iterations that were both just goddamn shot on. I don't mind it in like is it the third one where it's like the little kid crying in the bathroom? I like I that thought... idea, and then Angel himself is done really poorly, and he's like this yeah. just edgy cage fighter dude, like oh leave me alone, dad. But okay. I did like that that opening cut, like that mm. opening like bit of the movie where it's the little kid trying to cut his wings off because if like people don't crying know this... and cutting his wings off and bleeding yeah. in his back and stuff because he's like scared to to be that angel. <laughs> to be a mutant. Yeah. The X Men have variously been interpreted as an allegory for race and sometimes for being gay. Mm. Like they were explicitly written to be an allegory for race, but like, you know other people have interpreted them and used that. Interpretation as the interpretation of being gay. So, like, you know, little kid hiding in the bathroom, ashamed of what he is in front of his father. It's very obvious what the parallels are supposed to be there. And then him being ashamed. And then later in the movie, when he comes and rescues his dad, and he had that power shot, he yeah. just stood and the wings fly out. And I was like, oh my God, he's so buff. It's that moment where he jumps out of the window and flies away. That is one of the best shots in that entire movie. It's, yeah, it's when he like he spreads his wings out and just stands there with a six pack. He's like, <laughs> like, wait, why do we not want this guy to have wings? That looks cool as fuck. <laughs> I want those wings. But then oh, you just you... get like the um, apocalypse version where just apocalypse he's got steel and wings. the full... Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse in general in that movie were just all done so badly. The less said about that, the better. But do you have any like um, uh, thoughts on Colossi? I mean, it's quite weird because obviously it's that contrast of... Well, the thing I mainly know him from, I know he was in the 90s X-Men, but I don't remember too much of them in terms of specifics, more just general vibes and Gambit and Rogue's like accents. That's about all yeah. I remember. Everyone good night, sugar. <laughs> Everyone remembers like um, her accent. But the thing is though, I think Colossus is a great character because he's 
probably one of the strongest visuals of any X-Men. Mm-hmm. Like Wolverine obviously is iconic, but just Colossuses of just the man made of metal is so yeah. strong. And it's and- got, undergone almost no redesigns over the years, except when they try to make him edgy and put spikes on him, then he immediately got rid of them. Yeah, you don't need to. You could just make him big shiny man, but it's like... Yeah. In the Deadpool version, where he's quite this like stoic leader of the X-Men, it feels a bit weird to then hear that in the comics it's like his quote is i am made of rage i think that's when he had like the juggernaut force or something like that right, but okay. he is seen as being very stoic and like he, mm-hmm. he doesn't like violence he likes being a painter like he likes being mm. an artist and he has like you know it's that classic trope of like you know the art the warrior with an artist's soul mm-hmm. and they do have that in those x-men movies where you see him drawing like um uh, caricatures of people mm-hmm and you have that great moment where he's like rescuing the kids and they're shooting guns at him and he just steps out. It's completely covered in steel and it's like, what the fuck you got? <laughs> then you have that moment that could have made that film so good where he looks at Wolverine and he's like, I could help you. And he's like, help them. It's like, no, fight with Colossus for a yeah. little bit. Let Colossus pick Wolverine up and just swing him around. God. That is, oh, yeah, just one thing I would like to see embraced a bit more in... Um, you know, Deadpool and Wolverine is just if we could get some proper cool combo moves between Deadpool, Wolverine, and Colossus, that'd be awesome. Just the idea of taking advantage of the fact that Wolverine is invincible. Like the one I always bring up is in like the X Men Origins game, mm. where Wolverine just jumps out of a plane and just headbutts a Sentinel from orbit <laughs> because he's got an indestructible skeleton and he knows he can't die. He knows he's gonna hurt. Yeah. But basically, he just jumps out of a plane, goes into like full pencil. And just crashes through the skull of um, a sentinel. He's <laughs> like, where's that? Well, yeah, we I think the somewhere... closest we get, I guess, is like the, you know, bit in one of the, in X-Men Last Stand where it's like he uses invincibility to kill, kill Jean Grey because he can just walk through and get like shredded into skeleton while still making his way towards her. But... Yeah, or like when in... Um... Um, Logan, where he's like using himself as a shield to protect Laura. Or just when he just goes into adrenaline mode in the forest and just charges at people that are shooting him down. And he, yeah. he just doesn't care anymore. He's just full rage. But I've always liked that he can do that. Because obviously he'll take the hit. Like the bit where he's fighting with Laura in the forest and he jumps in front of the shotgun blast and then she jumps over his shoulder and goes like the little stab. Mm-hmm. It's like, hell, God, don't you? We have here some basic, you know, um, uh, information here about Colossus. So, height, six foot six, not Colossus. When he is Colossus, he's seven foot five. So he puts on, like, a foot of height almost, and his weight is 250 pounds, normal. Armoured form, 500 pounds, which he's is already a, lot, a big guy. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't sound like that much more for someone who's seven and a half feet tall and made of metal. It's like... no. That guy who was like the world's strongest man. Do you, like the, do you not pronounce his name who played like the mountain, like Hathiob Bjorsen or whatever oh, it is? I can't remember, but. But he's like seven foot six and he weighs like 400 pounds at like fighting weight. Yeah. And he's not made I, of steel. It's like when you get those like chocolate covered biscuits and the layer of chocolate is so thin. That <laughs> must just be the layer the, of metal on Colossus. the thinnest layer of metal. Do you know what? Let's find out because we have here. Attributes, powers, and abilities. So, first of all, we have his power grid. So, anyone unfamiliar with the power grid in Marvel canon? It is uh, a scale of one to seven. One being average human, two being... Oh, sorry. 
one to two being like, you know, between an average human. And then seven is nigh omnipotent or godlike in that particular regard. And mm -hmm. everything looks in order. It's like an intelligence of two. You know, he's a pretty smart guy. He's educated at like Xavier's school. He's creative, but not like, you know, got PhD or anything. His strength is a six, which puts him up there with like figures like, you know, base level Hulk. Yeah, because I think even base level Hulk was like five and then seven when enraged or something like along those lines. Yeah, and then his speed is a two. His durability is a six. So he's I mean, almost like, you know, as durable as it's possible to be without it being literally off the charts. And his key power, metal mimicry. Colossus is a mutant with the power to convert the tissues of the entire body into an organic metal, a substance that appears to be roughly analogous to osmium and to carbon steel. So over the years, it's gone from steel to osmium to like carbon fiber almost. It, as we so, discover new metals. But it's not comparable in any way to the likes of the Marvel metals of adamantium and vibranium. Yeah, which you think they would have done by now, wouldn't you? It that seems would like be he's... terrifying. Imagine just, like, you know, with the Black Panther suit in the MCU where it's just like, it absorbs every shot and, like, redirects it. You can just have Colossus just taking every hit being made of vibranium. It seems like one of those things where they would have done that at some point. Of, like, it's giving probably him an upgrade. happened in a comic book, yeah. Most likely, it doesn't mention it here, but it says here that the transformation into this armor-like state is virtually instantaneous, and he can remain in this form for an undetermined amount of time. So he can do it almost instantaneously, and there seems to be no limit to how long he can stay metal. And there are some comics where he just wanders around being metal all the time, because why would you not? I'm bulletproof when I'm metal, I'm not when I'm human. Yeah, that's one thing that I remember as a kid that threw me off a little bit, was that he was just walking around as a human, and he wasn't constantly metal. Because they couldn't afford it. Well, I... They couldn't afford the CGI budget. Yeah, I guess so. It must just be one of those things. But, I mean, you know, fast forward to Deadpool, where he is just metal all of the time. All the time. Why would you not be, yeah? He's bullet... Plus, well, you know, he's a symbol of the X-Men. Like, he's good branding. I was thinking as well, then, when you were talking about the potential upgrades, I wonder if he's ever been made an Iron Man. Well, that like, seems kind of pointless. It does, it? but it would be so... How terrifying would it be, though, if you managed to, like, take down an Iron Man armor? And then an Iron, another and an Iron, Iron Man, Man steps, out. steps out of the Iron Man armor. Just, oh, it's like no. the Hulkbuster, isn't it? When you destroy the Hulkbuster and then just another Iron Man gets out. <laughs> Which says here, he is able to transform into this Iron, like, you know, in this state um, instantaneously. The longest he has remained in his armored form, at least by choice, has been five days. If he is rendered unconscious, however, he will spontaneously revert back to his normal form. I was going to say, you'd think when he sleeps that he'd go back to just regular human. Oh, just for the sake of his bed. <laughs> While in the armoured state, Colossus possesses the same degree of mobility that he does in his normal form, though his endurance and speed are enhanced. So that must be why he's got to do so much fucking exercise. Mm. Do you know when buff with those videos of like, here's a really buff dude, can he like get this sticker off the small of his back? And he's just, <laughs> uh, uh, and he just can't reach. Go get that flexibility, son. God, like, I can't imagine how unflexible it would feel to be a man made out of metal. Yeah, but are you ready for the Marvel bullshit? Oh, God, yeah. The conversion from flesh to bone and organic steel is accomplished via, and I quote, a psionic whole brain interface with an ionic form of osmium located in another dimension. Oh, so, so he brings... He's, he's got, like, just somewhere in another dimension there's just Colossus metal floating around. So, that, you know, well, we can put, the like, you know, the Colossus metal dimension alongside the eye-punch dimension of Cyclops, <laughs> the Banff dimension that Nightcrawler disappears into, the 
dimension where all the powers of like Sitarak come from, <laughs> the dimension where Pym particles come from. Because then... how many like Marvel characters have the explanation of their powers work because something comes from another dimension? Yeah, just don't worry about it. But Can we also just these... give the honourable mention and add, like, slide it slyly into the list of the Kirby stomach dimension? Yeah, why not? Just like, <laughs> that sounds like some Marvel bullshit of just... Well, say, but do you remember, like, when we did, like, the video on Ant-Man and it's like, we don't know where his mask goes, it just goes into another dimension? Yeah, just don't worry about it. Yeah. But is that the same dimension, that Colossus muscles are there? <laughs> is it all one big dimension with random different areas that have, like, power modes on them? It says, in the willing, the act of transformation, Colossus actually exchanges osmium atoms for his carbon atoms. The sonic interface with the other dimension recreates all of Colossus' body in functionality um, in similar organic ionic osmium materials. So basically, it recreates his body with new atoms that are like you know made of this new metal. Which it says, thing, what happens to his old stuff? Is there just like just a bunch of just like flesh just in the other dimension yeah, just waiting? It just swaps it out, just waiting. But like. That still makes even less sense as why his weight is only doubled if all but, of his flesh and bone become metal. But you're ready though, Lucas. Uh, the process by which Colossus gains additional mass from an unknown, perhaps extra-dimensional force remains unknown. Of course of it course. does, because no writer has had the like, no writer wants to explain it. Yeah, the classic. The classic. Well, I do find this interesting. He can either become partially. Uh, sorry, he cannot become partially or selectively armored. He is either entirely armored or not. So he can't just convert one part of his body like Senator Armstrong. Right, okay. He has to have his entire body armoured and made of metal or none mm-hmm. of it. I mean, that's... I guess, like... I think that's a bit more interesting than he can just change any of his body at will. Because it, that's what I mean, he because, does have inherent weaknesses because he yeah. weighs a lot. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just one of those... Doors as well. It's one of those weird things of, like... Well, I guess only having on or off as your power setting kind of creates some limitations in that sense whereas if just at any point you could just make his hand metal when he goes to punch someone that would be way stronger we have here so his powers include superhuman strength so after transforming to his armored state colossus possesses vast superhuman strength as a teenager he was sufficiently strong enough to be listed as a class 70 which means he can lift about 70 tons however Mm. as an adult he has increased his strength he's now listed at exactly a class 100 so the ability to lift about 100 tons. 100 tons. Yeah. He is proved able to momentarily surprise and hold back the juggernauts with a few blows. Which mean, just makes like, you know, the people he's fighting in the Deadpool movies just seem like, really? Just he's got him fighting redacted? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't even remember his name. In, in Deadpool 1, he's just like, dude. No, I'm just saying like redacted because it's played by that actress who's like suing Marvel to get put back into oh. Star Wars. We see she's suing Marvel to get back into Star Wars. Uh, I mean, presumably you meant Disney there, but yes. Disney, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, suing Disney and Marvel to get put back into those movies and everyone's like, nah. It's not fair. All I did was like be a horrible person and then they didn't want me in content anymore. Lucas, who among us hasn't randomly tweeted out just anti-Semitic slurs? On yeah, main. Just that, it's rep- just an accident, you know. While representing a billion dollar brand. Anyway, Colossus has also temporarily restrained the Savage Hulk with a sequence of blows combining strength and skill and was able to trade blows with the Thing. Again, like, we don't really see much of the Thing anymore because you, Disney have been trying to just shut that down so Fox could get bought out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, people underestimate the Thing nowadays. He's one of the strongest entities in all of Marvel. 
Yeah, I remember as well when we did that great video about how no one can beat him. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those classic internet things of no fucker wanted to watch the video. Well, actually, the Hulk can beat him. It's like, no, the video is about how he has one of the strongest forces of will in all of Marvel. It would be such a boring video to be like, hey, did you know the thing's pretty strong, but the Hulk can beat him in a fight? Well, that's every other comment is, well, the Hulk, <laughs> Savage Hulk says hello. Galactus says, it's like, that's the point of the video is that he has such, because I thought it was so much more interesting that he's known for being strong. Mm-hmm. But the thing that makes him like, you know, superhuman is his, his force of will, that he, has, he will never give up. He'll never, really, he'll never give up trying to get his ex-wife back. Never. And they, they have like this moment in the comic where a guy basically says like, you know, I can break his body, but I can't break his spirit. He wins. Mm-hmm. But then everyone in the comments who didn't watch the video was like, no, actually, the Hulk's stronger. It's like, cool. I'd love to live in your world. (laughs) I'd love to just destroy this conversation second one. It's also as well, like, you know, just both... The title is still correct that no one can beat him because that's literally what a character says. Of Like, Mm -hmm. you can beat him, but you can't, quote-unquote, beat him. You might win the fight, but you've only be- the only way to win the fight is to kill him. And for a lot of people, that's not victory. Not in Marvel. Especially when you can come back. Yeah. That's- How long do you remain dead? So, well, it's like you- one, of my, yeah, one of my favorite She-Hulk comics. is where she's um, uh, like someone suing. Um, I, I think they die in an industrial accident and come mm. back as like pure energy or radiation or something. And that's how you know. It's a ghost who's committed a crime. And they're trying to arrest the ghost for committing a crime. And like they take the ghost to court and the guy's like, Well, I'm dead. You can't you can't like, you know, arrest me because I'm dead. Like dead people don't have to stand trial. Mm. And they bring the thing in and they ask the thing of like, How many times have you died? Is oh I lost count. <laughs> I was dead last week. He's also keep in mind as well, half the jury died as well. Because like, you know, yeah. remember the snap? And then, oh yeah, we and like how many members of a jury also died? And like half the jury raised their hand. <laughs> and then he just says, like, how many of you pay taxes? So like, I still pay taxes. There you go. The law still applies to dead people. <laughs> Arrest this ghost. Arrest this man. Oh uh, god, that's that's a great moment. Just like this ghost being like, you can't you can't hold me in contempt of court. It's like we can. Yep. Fuck you. That's the thing, that's what the She-Hulk show should have been. And they did have it to a degree, like, they have, like that mystery mortal who just keeps committing insurance fraud. <laughs> so, like, just, he broke up with me. But then he, we just jumped out of a window. <laughs> Which, you admit, is a pretty, like, speaking of, like, Valentine's Day, what a good way to end it. Like, so, what? I, I do not have the ability to break up with this person, but I do have the ability to just jump out of a window. Just throw myself out of a window. Oh, God. And we have his uh, superhuman stamina. Uh, while in his armoured form, Colossus's, um, he produces less fatigue toxins in his muscles than those of a normal human. At his peak, he can physically exert himself at peak capacity for several days before the build-up of fatigue toxins will begin to impair him. He also does not need to breathe while transformed, so it is believed that he could survive underwater, though not in a vacuum. So while he does not need to breathe or require sustenance in his metal form... He could not survive in a vacuum, probably presumably due to the temperature. I mean, like the the coldness of space with the metal in his skin would not be all that comfortable for him. But he could conceivably survive underwater because he doesn't need to breathe. 
So it's not the it's not the lack of air in a vacuum that would be the problem. It's like if you're in it, space, it'd be the minus. Like he says, presumably, the, like he would not survive for long, but it doesn't expand upon why. So I'm just going to guess it be the temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't a man-made of metal doesn't like it being cold. So superhuman durability in his armored form, Colossus has a high degree of imperviousness to injury. He can withstand ballistic penetration, including a howitzer shell at point-blank range. (laughs) He can survive temperature extremes from 70 degrees above absolute zero, which is nowhere near as cold as it is in space. Well, it's absolute zero. It's a hair above, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to approximately 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's roughly the temperature, I think, on the surface of the sun. It gets hotter in the sun, the deeper you go in, I think. the yeah. It's close to that, and you can survive a collision with a loaded one-ton flatbed truck at 100 miles an hour. I would love to see that. <laughs> Just, like, walking directly into the truck, you can also survive falls from great heights while in his armoured form. He also cannot rust. <laughs> that, that would suck, suck. That, it? that would suck so much. Just imagine just getting thrown into a river as Colossus, and then you just rust away. Salty river, just go in and flick salt water on him. It stays on the well. Furthermore, his eyes also become steel like, allowing his eyeballs to deflect bullets. <laughs> just the like Superman. He's the best one. And he has peak speed as well. So he can't run super fast, but he can run as fast as a human is capable of running. And because he doesn't get tired, he can run that speed for five days. Yeah, so he could it... run at 32 to 36 miles per hour for five days straight directly into a truck. <laughs> No wonder he became the Juggernaut, though. That's the thing. I think as well, in that comic, the Juggernaut, like, the the Citarac, like, is like, oh, you're a better avatar for me than like, that dude, K. Mm-hmm. Marco, because you're already close to being a Juggernaut. I'm just yeah. making you better. Like, you've already got the body. I'm just putting more of... I'm just putting some more, like, you know, soup in that engine. Yeah, exactly. If, if they were able to specifically pick out a person, Colossus sounds like the ideal. I think, though, the issue is is that he doesn't want to fight because he's, like, naturally just adverse to fighting. Mm-hmm. And just, obviously, the avatar of Citarac has to cause a lot of destruction. Same as, like, he was an avatar for, like, war or something for a little bit and he hated being that. But his ability... Oh, he's got former powers here, Lucas. He was the Juggernaut for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Juggernaut Colossus looks so shit. Does it? Because they, they put the helmet on, but it looks, like, too small. Oh, right. So he's just like, like he's got a penis head. And then he had God. the Phoenix Force. And you know what? Phoenix Force, like, Colossus looks all right. Mm-hmm. Well, he just like gives him the Phoenix. Do you know what? I'll send you the thing. Actually, I can't, can't, because you won't be able to look at it on the Discord, will you? you know, look at um, yourself, folks. Yeah, I can't. Because that's the, that's the downside. It's like, I just can't do any of this. Maybe I can look it up and put it yeah, on screen for like, people. Yeah. Uh, it's like Phoenix Force Juggernaut actually looks all right. It's a pretty clean redesign. Colossus. Just, it, yeah. Oh, sorry. Colossus, yes. It yes. more changes his um, uh, color scheme than it does so his appearance. So I guess this is like one benefit for people watching the video version and not the audio people is that I'll be able to at least grab images and like put them in. If you're interested, Google it on your phone. It's going to take me a second. And while you're doing that, I'll say he's got his abilities include expert combatant, of course, because he's fighting with the X-Men and he is also an expert farmer. Okay. Multilingual. He speaks Russian, English, and also um, Japanese, which he was telepathically taught by Professor X. There we go. I'll, just, but, I'll cover myself with just Phoenix Force for now. Lucas, Professor X telepathically taught all of the X-Men Japanese to attend Wolverine's wedding. 
<laughs> he, he telepathically turned everyone into a weave so they could attend Wolverine's wedding. But, uh... The thing is, though, why means... the fuck is Professor X a lecturer when you can just sit at the front of the thing and just go, <laughs> you know it all. you got a PhD, go. So he could take an entire room of people and just, like, do the matrix of just, oh, I've plugged Japanese into your brain. Why do they even bother learning? Like, he's, the, <laughs> the school should be, you walk into Professor X's office, he's like, you know, he goes, he shakes your hand and he says, here's your diploma, and that'd be it. He's you just... Na- Five years' worth of courses beamed into your mind. Ridiculous. And these weaknesses include vibranium and adamantium, of course. Mm-hmm. Like two metals strong in his skin, and also concentration. He needs to concentrate to transform into steel. So when he's fatigued, he's unable to. That kind of sucks, because the one time you'd probably want to, you know, be able to turn into metal the most is when you're under duress or stress. Yeah. And it's... Uh... So notes, during his time as the avatar of Citarac, so his time as the Juggernaut, he stayed in his steel form. He revealed that the reason for this is that in his steel form, he is a hero, and in flesh, he is a man. He believes as a hero, perhaps he could fight the urge for destruction, while as a man, he would not stand a chance. So he would presumably still had his Juggernaut powers as human, like mm. Pietro Rasputin, but he thought, as the steel form, I'm a hero. It's like, this is how I identify as being he a hero. He sees it as a super suit. Yeah. Yeah, like, when Iron Man steps into his Iron Man army, he stops being Tony Stark, same with, like, Colossus turning on his hero mode. Curiously, Colossus is the only avatar of Sitarak to have displayed closer to the demonic form of Sitarak themselves, opposed to, like, the Juggernaut who just gets big and buff. Mm. He's revealed that this is because Colossus is one of Sitarak's favourite avatars in the thousands <laughs> of years he's been controlling people. It's obviously giant metal man. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just like, I don't want to play with you anymore, as he just throws Cade Marco <laughs> into the trash. And then, he's trivia. Pietro is a fan of Neil Diamond. Surely that would be Emma, like Emma Frost. Like, no, should be but a Emma of Frost metal, is British. We don't really... Yeah, but she's got the diamond form. I know, but at the same like, time, like, it's like... Colossus should be a fan of heavy metal. Neil Diamond is known over here, but he's not super popular in Britain. Yeah, but he should be a fan of heavy metal. He should. Acknowledge the joke. He should. He also cannot cry while he's made of metal. Oh, no! <laughs> Please, he should cry, but he should be like Mercury. No, I was going to say that his tears just appear in the other dimension with his flesh. Like, just... Uh, just forming a little puddle on top. But that is that is a uh, Pietro Rasputin. It's a cool Excellent. character. That's, I hope we see more of him because like, he is in the Deadpool trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Um, I'm hoping he will turn up at some point. Yeah. If he doesn't, that kind of sucks because like, he's a cool character. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, one of the key he's a very cool character, and uh, it's just <laughs> as you say, presumably got left out a lot of the early stuff and not focused on as much because it's just expensive to make a man metal 100% of the time. Is it just the actor just didn't want to do it? The actor's like, I well, don't want to be in anymore. A bit of both, yeah. Because yeah. he, he wanted to be an ex too. That's it as well. He really, really looked like him as well. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he super, like, looked like the dude. I think they even put, like, a little bit of, like, blue dye in the actor's, like, hair. So, like, it looked close to the comics. Joe, he has, like, you don't draw people having black hair in comic books, or you mm-hmm. don't draw things as being black in comics. You draw, like, the hint of blue. That's why yeah. bat- people think, like, Batman has blue accents on his outfit. Yeah, and, like, some do have elements of blue in his outfit, but a lot of the time it's just black, but you shade it with blue. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they even, like, I think they gave the actor, like, a blue rinse on his hair to be close to that. And it's like, hell yeah. It's been a long time to watch it, but yeah. 
Just oh. watch his like stuff. I like Colossus. Like I enjoyed Colossus from the uh, the cartoon back in the nineties, and I presumed like yeah, we, I forgot we're getting a nineties X Men continuation or reboot or something. All I want to see is that stupid bubble car. But all I want is the stupid voices back. Those awful accents. <laughs> I think Steve Bloom is coming back. Oh, okay. Steve cool. Bloom Wolverine. Right, but I can't do the voice. No one no. can. No, only him. But I do want like super fucking racist um, uh, Gambit. It's like it's the most like stereotypical like Cajun I was accent. Say, it's maybe not like racist, but it is definitely it's stereotypical. So, is, it, it's uncomfortable to listen to. <laughs> yeah, it is. there's something about it where you're like, mm. it's like <laughs> uh, I do like. <laughs> Things that what's worse, Gambit's like Cajun accent in the cartoon, or Halle Berry's attempt at an African accent. Oh God. The accent she was so bad at doing, they dropped it in every subsequent X Men movie. Well, I mean, same with um, I was about to say same with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but it was just Scarlet Witch because Quicksilver didn't get a chance to do it yeah. again. Just Scarlet so Witch is, is like, are you from Sokovia or not, Scarlet Witch? Because you can't seem to make up your mind. What is it about, like the Marvel movies and them just not committing to like mm-hmm. char- characters from other countries having accents? Like, remember where like just for a little bit, Black Widow had one. Just yeah, a little yeah. bit. And just, yeah, it's very, very strange. They're just... Oh, a lot of these actors just can't do the accents that we've hired them for. I guess they just don't have an accent. The, the Halle Berry one will always be the funniest. Because mm-hmm. she tried so hard, and everyone's like, this is so bad. <laughs> so she could not do the accent at all, and everyone made fun of her for it, so they just stopped it. Yeah, just came back in X2, and it's like... Oh yeah, Professor X beamed a new accent into my head. It's fucking. Don't worry See, about it. Professor X, I'd be beaming even worse accents than people said as a prank. <laughs> Do you know he says like Wolverine of like I would have you thinking you're a five year old girl if you mess with me? Is that like, I'd even have Jean braid your hair? He could do that. I would sit there and just for Halle Berry every time she goes to sleep. It's just Professor X saying to her head, "Do you know what happens to a toad when it gets hit by lightning?" <laughs> Just use your psychic powers to beam it onto the ceiling in HD. <laughs> she hates it. She can't stop. Yeah, that's a Pietro Sputin and a discussion about Deadpool, I suppose. So, what is your article on Pharrell? Do you want to take a, a quick break? Uh, we'll take a quick break, but I will say that I forgot during our intro because we haven't done this before. Okay. Um, if people go over to our Discord, where yes. you can vote for which wiki won this week. Uh, maybe, Carl, you can get the results up because I'm currently recording my Discord feed. Yeah, what I can do now is I can bring up my, um, uh, the Discord. Of course, can... but yes, we do have an official vote now for which wiki won this week. Um, so obviously, Ooh. at the end There's... of the podcast. There we go, the invites. I've got the invite here. I can post it in the chat for everyone. Hell yeah. So, so Carl's doing some moderation. And, then... and I'll go to the actual Discord itself and just put in like, do you know how to do the poll? I'll, well, I'll do that at the end. Okay, you'll do that at the end. So I'll post because, the Discord like, link for anyone who's going to post the poll until it. the podcast is is up and everything, so that you know you can listen to both sides of the conversation. But you are able to, you know. But uh, right now, Colossus would just be the automatic winner. So Carl, let us know which wiki won last week. Default. Oh yeah, that's that's what I was checking. Wasn't it? For it was. Yeah. Right. One sec. One sec. One sec. So which wiki won last week? Podcast discussion. Da, 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 da. Uh, okay, so which wiki won last week? So the two that we put forward were Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. 
and Dr. Jackson Ham from The Good Doctor. And it appears that Dr. Jackson Ham won (laughs) by a margin of three to one. Ooh, okay. So you really won this time. Yep. That's the thing, though. How can you not vote for Daniel Day Kim? How can you not vote for those cheekbones? Because that's I would never want to vote for The Good Doctor, but Daniel Day Kim, I'll send a vote that way. So yeah, Carl wins. Which Carl's wiki won last week. Yes, um, if you like to influence which wiki just, wins next week. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we haven't listened to my side of the conversation just yet, but we'll take a quick break before we do. But yeah, join the Discord if you would like to. Go ahead and um, just get a vote in each week, and we'll just post that poll every week and the weekend after or the weekday after. We will we let everyone know who won. It's a new thing we've introduced. We're, we're a bit more rehearsed at certain parts. But anyway, uh, we'll just be a couple of minutes as I run the toilet. Well, we've got to do our housekeeping now. So if you are enjoying this podcast, of course, you can leave a like, comment below if you're watching on YouTube, all that good stuff. You can follow below um, on Discord to discuss which wiki won this week. Of course, after you've listened to which wiki Lucas brought for us, you can follow myself and Lucas on our respective Twitch channels. Mine is twitch.tv forward slash Wood. Lucas's is twitch.tv forward slash Legend of Kanto. Lucas likes to stream a selection of games, including Pokemon, Legend of Zelda, and Mass Effect. Mass Effect being on Monday, Zelda being on Tuesday, and Pokemon being on Thursdays, while I stream Metal Gear Rising Revengeance on a Friday. Now that was rehearsed. That's that not was. Rehearsed. That's just we do that so much that it's just I know it. And I'm like, okay, mental checklist done. And if you want to mention as well, um, oh no, no, just someone asked earlier in chat. Like this will be staying live as like a either a live archive or as like an edited YouTube like video. I don't know exactly how it gets put out, but this will be like a the video podcast, version yes. that stays on the channel as well. So all those flubs and middle bits and stuff will just remain in the original video version. But hopefully, I think I should be able that. to use YouTube Editor to scrub them out. If there's anything like that's, if there's any like dead time, I suppose. But we'll figure you'd hope it people, out. Yeah, you'd hope people watching the video version would just be like, "Hey, when like you left for your coffee break, the notes. Why is there no talking going on? They look at the screen, see me there. <laughs> what wiki did you bring for us today, Mofra? Well, I brought, uh, I guess, relevant wiki for today in terms of not to do with Valentine's Day, but to do with a release that I believe is happening today, which is um, I'm going to be talking about Lara Croft, because I believe the original trilogy has just been released as a remaster. So I am a huge fan of the Lara Croft franchise, because... It's so iconic a part of British culture. And I think people forget how iconic a character Lara Croft was. Like she was on the cover of Playboy. She's the first digital character really? to be on the front cover of Playboy. Yeah. There's like a road in England named like Lara Croft Way. It's one of those wild things of 90s and early noughties, like Lara Croft and Tomb Raider just completely took off. And it was also one of those movies where like, I mean, oh, obviously she was famous... Is it a movie uh, no, you're talking no, no. about? Okay. No, I'm talking about the character in general. Okay, because like, the, movie, the movie's also great. But that movie also did really well and like was one of the more famous Angelina Jolie movies at the time. She's still associated with that character, yes. And one thing mm-hmm. I like about that movie is people say, like, what's the best video game adaptation? I think it might be that one. Because I remember I rewatched it and I forgot that La- like that Angelina Jolie actually did a backflip while shooting two pistols. 
Really? Yeah, she when she's fighting like the robot at the start mm. to practice, she actually does a backflip with two pistols like the game. <laughs> and they only put that in because they said it's a thing you can do in the game, so she should do it in the film. If only so, more <laughs> video game adaptations were like that. And I think nowadays it's hard to really say anything, I guess, but The Last of Us is the best one. It's just by it's default, like, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Last of Us is basically a very long cinematic video game that's basically trying to ape movies anyway so i guess that makes for an easier translation but it was just it's hard to not just be like i guess that's the one now i will Um, say though i got annoyed that i never saw a scene of pedro pascal putting a molotov cocktail in his back pocket (laughs) just while it's lit on fire just no save that for later because i remember we had that conversation like what is a better animation Joel putting a, a lit Molotov cocktail in his back pocket, <laughs> or Venom Snake putting a hamster in his pocket. <laughs> like, which one's better for you? I just, I appreciate when Snake just gets like crawls over live uh, animals that are in giant cages, and is where does that go? Well, that's the thing as where well. Okay, so put, we've got like a Metal Gear Solid movie coming out that's still been made right it's it's been being made for like 10 years or something okay what's a dumb thing from metal gear solid you'd want them to put in as a reference i want whatever actor it is to like eat a snake quote unquote like i don't want it to be an actual live snake to clarify but i want snake the character to eat a snake i think what i'd want is i want midway through a fight i want him to go down onto his knees put his hand like that and have a full-on conversation I mean, I never also, explain how it happens. I think maybe the answer is to put a rocket launcher in and out of his back pocket instantly to reload it. The thing like, is, I, I believe that snake could just do that. <laughs> do you start, like? Do you watch like a speed run of like a game? It's like you just think that's not unrealistic. It just Mario could do that. Mm. I think when you see like solid snake or it's naked snake in number three yes, just yes. insta reloading a rocket launcher over and over again i just think he's just that good he's just naked snake he's just that. that's why he's the greatest soldier <laughs> who ever lived just, just three frame reload on a rocket launcher same thing about like lara croft when she does like a full backflip while firing two pistols at once like angelina jolie did that in real life so i think yeah it's real it's not realistic to the world we live in but lara croft can do it mm-hmm and bear in mind, you know, in the original trilogy, at very least, almost immediately, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, we've got this character that's clearly inspired to be, like, a female version of Indiana Jones as, like, a, a PlayStation mascot. And what are we doing? We're raiding tombs. Oh, cool, shooting T-Rexes in the face with dual pistols. The thing is, though, Indiana Jones, like, fucking goes back in time in that latest movie. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many people thought like, Aliens was like the limit? He's going back in time in this new one. Doesn't Lara Croft go back in time in that first movie? Lara Croft is fighting fucking mummies and shit. Like, I remember we did a fact theme video on it where it's like Lara Croft goes into Area 51 and you can just stunt on an alien corpse <laughs> and just fight yetis and all that bullshit. It's great. But anyway, go into the wiki itself. Uh, yes. This is the um, just disambiguation for Lara Croft as a character on the Tomb Raider fandom page. Mm-hmm. And then, so debuting in 1996 under original developer Core Design, Lara Croft has attained massive popularity and is considered by many to be among the most iconic, influential, and important video game characters of all time. Absolutely, yeah. She's just like video gaming's equivalent of Indiana Jones. And it says that Lara was created by Toby Guard, and I didn't realize that there was a specific the- person credited for Lara Croft's initial 
design yeah. or like he, he's also he's also credited with um, uh, two of Lara's most iconic features because there is, is an in- where uh, just one day they decided it would be funny to make her breasts really big. Yeah, there is it. So there's an industry legend that while Toby Gard was finalizing the design, one of the sliders for the like the polygons that made her made up her breasts accidentally slipped it all the way to the right. And someone walked past and went, that looks great, keep it in. Which is why Lara has just such ginormous triangular breasts. Yeah. Something they do reference in the um, live-action Angelina Jolie movie because she has to wear a padded bra the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And they explain to her that the character's bust is very iconic. And she wore that padded bra and did those back... But the thing is, though, what's more important to Lara Cross characterization? Huge, big, slamming badonkadonks or backflip shooting T-Rexes? A backflip shooting exactly. T-Rexes in my eyes, yeah. And that's, I think that's why the Alicia Vikander but one Unfortunately, kind of especially at the time, as you say, she was like on Playboy and shit. And it, it was it's a weird arguably time. arguably that her sexuality as a character, even though she's not a sexualized character in the games, but the fact that people would sexualize her made her very iconic as well. I think it's more as well just because it was just a level of visual fidelity on a character we'd not seen before. I'm sure we would have like seen... Something similar, but something yeah. similar, but you know, it's the first time where it was like became like widely, like I said, widely known. And um, yeah, we've got no real band names, but Carl, one thing I will ask of you right now. Yes. Can you guess when Laura Croft's birthday is? It's going to be some famous date. So it's either going to be New Year's Day, or it's going to be like um, uh, the Queen's birthday or something. Is it New Year's Day, Carl? The birthday of Laura Croft is February fourteenth. Oh, Valentine's Day! She Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. I should have got that. <laughs> so that's presumably why they've released this game it's on Lara's Valentine's birthday. Day. Then. Well, so they treat it like a real character. Like I said, um, in the 90s, when like, you know Lara Fever was at its peak, there were actresses mm-hmm. hired to play her. And again, we did a fact theme video on this, where they basically got sent to boot camp to train with the SAS. So do you know you have like, the era of like booth babes? But they were just like special ops booth babes. Yeah, they were like yeah. basically they were the official Laras for the company, and they had oh, to be yeah. able to do everything that Lara could do in the game convincingly mm-hmm. for the press. So they would send them, and they had to like be able to like um, uh, realistically handle weaponry and be able to do like gymnastics and acrobatics on a level that would ap- make them appear to be as fit and capable as Lara Croft was. And there's just one of the things like yeah, I was a model. You know, I thought like it's gonna be a pretty easy job. Put on a pair of tiny booty shorts and carry around some pistols, and they sent me to train with the SAS. If <laughs> <laughs> she had to train in that outfit, God, yeah, so it's just her in the outfit doing like backflips and stuff. Oh, uh, and it says here among her professions are archaeologist, tomb raider, the titular tomb raider, and various she just steals others. everything, yeah. Um. And then her family. This is where you know we all fall out with Lara a little bit. Her family: father Lord Croft, mother Lady Croft, and her title is Lady Countess of Abingdon. The thing that I like though is in the re- the reboot series, people have framed it as if you go into like the selfie mode, it makes it like Lara's a rich kid on a holiday who's about to get cancelled, yeah. about to yeah. get cancelled when she gets home because she does that nervous, awkward smile, but she does it for like <laughs> mummies and shit. She's just a rich kid going around and destroying, like, you know, old tombs and trying to yeah. bring back 
fucking trinkets for a British holiday. Well, that's the thing, though, because unlike, like, Indiana Jones, like, it belongs in a museum, in later Lara Croft games, you see shit from previous games just in a bathroom. In her mansion, yeah. She has, like, the Ark of the Covenant in a bathroom. It's like, that's the British way. Stealing people's cultural treasures and using to prop open a fucking door. (laughs) Just truly an icon of Britain going around the world and stealing from tombs. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, So, yes, Lara Croft is... An English archaeologist, treasure hunter, and tomb raider, born to an aristocratic family. Yeah, but Laura she could do some sick backflips. She is generally disinterested in upper class society, finding it stifling and boring. She takes far more yeah. interest in delving into the secrets of the past and finding what is believed to not even exist. What? Yeah. What we need though is like Joe, what the classic rich person thing of like you know a, a snipe hunt where they go out with like shotguns and shoot ducks mm. she should just rock up on the back of like the ATV with the dual pistols <laughs> <laughs> just ramp over like she's just like oh hey look what I brought back from my last adventure it's just a T-Rex corpse like yeah just have that on a wall you walk in like it's just oh yeah, ma- so I hunted this like bull elephant it's like that's all this- you got check out my ass shit just I found that what killed. would leave to be like fucking extinct creatures. What did you do? I just immediately shotgunned in the face and taxidermied them. So you could not believe how many backflips it took to kill this yeti. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess that's one kind of nice part about you know Laura's characterization is that yes, she is born into all this wealth and stuff, but she doesn't really care for it at the very least. It's like she just wants to go out and murder and steal instead. Yeah, I think they do establish in a lot of the games she gives most of it away. But it's just really funny when like her first instinct is just shoot everything. And speaking of which, just in that reboot, we've just got to mention that moment where the first time that she's like forced to kill someone oh, she cries, and has yeah. that just emotional breakdown. And then just one second later you're doing like backflips and shotgunning five men in the face at the same time. Well, that's, it's the classic, isn't it, like, cognitive dissonance <laughs> of the game, like, in the cutscene, it's the first time she's killed a person, then gameplay, it's like, okay, now we could craft, like, strap some deer penises to your shotgun for headshot damage. <laughs> yeah, it's the same with Far Cry 3 that came out relatively similar time of... Around then, yeah. Um, the main protagonist, I believe, you might be called Jason. Um, forgettable man number three. His real um, name is Dude Bro. Another rich kid that likes yeah. to accidentally murder someone and then become a mass murderer. But yeah, just you accidentally like trip and kill someone and start crying in the cutscene. And then, no joke, five minutes later, I had a flamethrower at a Komodo dragon's face. Like, yeah! The thing is, though, have you ever like seen that great breakdown? Because obviously the game never established this, but there's a, someone's like, done a really good breakdown of the game. Like, He's actually just a psychopath. Right. He Throughout the game, you find out like he's like um, an adrenaline junkie. Like, you know, they go on this holiday. He's on the island because he was an adrenaline junkie. Like, and he mm-hmm. loves like, paragliding and jumping out of airplanes and stuff. And they say, killing someone is the ultimate adrenaline rush. And throughout the game, you'll see him talk about how he doesn't want to leave the island. And like, when he sees his friends, they say they don't recognize him. And like his right. girlfriend says that like I've never seen you like this except for when like you know we're in danger in like fights and stuff. And so someone's like the, that has been recontextualized as he's actually just a psychopath and he wants to be on the island because he loves killing people. It's like that it's the, unlocked it's the something rush. in his brain of like yeah. he went from 
crying about it to go and like, oh no, that was like surviving that and killing someone. That was like the, the ultimate, ultimate yeah. adrenaline panic. Yeah. And I, but obviously the, the game doesn't make it like that. It's like, but I do like that interpretation of it. Of that just, he's a psychopath and the ultimate rush <laughs> is killing people. It reminds me of just, um, there's an Always Sunny episode where D gets it in her head, like the, the ultimate rush is like, getting into almost death-defying situations and, like, <laughs> cheating death. Yeah. And then near the end of the episode, just um, she accidentally... Or no, I think she intentionally drinks poison and they revive her and she was like, oh, God, no, that was horrible. No, no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, no, I I've made, made I a mistake. This is a terrible, terrible idea. Please get me out. Tell me more about Lara, though. But Lara's expeditions have led her to search for some of the most powerful and dangerous artifacts in the world as well as uncovering some of the most mysterious places in Earth's history. Including places that Lara's... don't exist, right? She finds, like... Basically, yeah. She finds, like, Atlantis and stuff in Area 51. It's the classic Uncharted thing as well of, like, finding the City of Gold and things like this. And but Uncharted should have gone to space. I'm surprised that Lara Croft hasn't been in space. It, it annoys me so much that the like the reboot. I know there were some mystical elements to it when you get into it, but the mm-hmm. fact they try to make it super ground and said well, no, give Lara Croft an exosuit. That's true in Tomb Raider the reboot, but I believe I haven't played Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I believe Lara becomes a god. I know that's in. They've got the mystical elements, but gameplay like, was really grounded. I mean, yeah, the gameplay was yeah. Like yeah. Lara doing like backflip shooting T Rexes. Most of it is just shooting nameless thugs with mm-hmm. like knives and stuff. I wanted to get like a jetpack. I wanted an exosuit. Yeah, I mean, I would appreciate that if they weren't just fully off the rails. But that was what about twenty fourteen? I think it was mm-hmm. when they rebooted that franchise, and that's when the games had to be really serious, Carl. They did, and it sucked. Yeah. I would have loved it if, like, joining like the hunting the animals as well. You should have seen like unicorns and stuff. <laughs> or like, you should have found like a, a, a minotaur. It's like Lara find the minotaur. It's like what's a minotaur? Just imagine, like Tomb Raider reboot version, having a conversation with like, you know, Lara Croft from like Tomb Raider PS One, like those games, like maybe the third one where it goes completely off the rails and like, oh yeah, so. You- what happened to... Oh, well, you know, we went travelling and I climbed a cliff and accidentally murdered someone and Lara's like, oh, so you haven't been, like, doing backflips and just shotgun saber-tooth tigers and zombies yeah. and shit? Like, no? no. So have, you not tr- have you not tried doing a side backflip, a side backflip, a front backflip, and then taking three steps forward and pressing pause and self-detonating? It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Is that what the nude code was? Something I don't like know that. what it was, but I know you just do like, a couple of backflips and just explode. It's great. Because there was, for a long time, again, the over-sexualization of Laura happened and kind of people just went, oh, this is, you know, as you say, a relatively well-modeled character at the time and she was an attractive woman. Of course, the first reaction was apparently, I wonder if we can get her to be naked in the game. Mm-hmm. And then I think it must have been in Tomb Raider 2 as a reaction to that. They put in a nude code and, and spread they, it around. They leaked it in magazines, yes, as a secret code mm-hmm. to make Lara Croft nude, and it just made her explode. So every, all those weird just gamers that are, I'm going to make my Lara Croft naked, it's just that she just blew up. It's like that uh, achievement, isn't it, in um, Lollipop Chainsaw? If you try and look up a skirt, you get an achievement yeah. right away that says it was an accident, I swear, with like <laughs> zero G, and you can never delete it. 
So everyone will always know you're a fucking weirdo perv. And that's the thing. You know what type of gamer somebody is based on how early in the list that achievement got unlocked. Yep. Is that if it was the last one and you just had to do it to get the completion? It's like, fair enough, yeah. I still think when it's like the first yeah. thing on the achievement list. My oh, favourite no. one is the one you'd get in Dead or Alive Online, like number four. If you lost five matches in a row, you'd get a zero G achievement saying you suck. <laughs> and you could never delete it. Because the moment you earned an achievement in the game, you couldn't delete the achievement history, yep. yeah. Oh dear, I think I'd have plenty of those on Pokemon. I've just stop taking Numel into online rank battles, Lucas. You're gonna lose. Like, no. I, won't, I will never. I will never stop. If oh. Numel has a million stands, I am one of them. If he has one stand, <laughs> I am that one stand. If he has no stands, I am dead. And then uh, it does say here as well, just to kind of make up for, I guess, her misdeeds. It's like, oh yeah, Laura is often in a race against time against those who seek the same relic she does for nefarious intentions. Laura has thwarted many groups and individuals who are incredibly well-equipped or powerful, including crazed religious cults, mad scientists, and even gods. The thing is, though, as well, yeah, you can't misuse a saber-toothed tiger if it's dead. No, you can't, but Carl, here's the rub, it's just... Laura will often lock up some of the more powerful relics in her manner in order to keep them out of anyone's hands but her own if the situation requires it. That's she may I mean, even like, destroy yeah. the artifact if need be. They need to have like a Lara Croft game where she's like, oh shit, yeah, I've got the Ark of the Covenant out. <laughs> That's it, bring her in like a mech suit. Like, when she's like needing help, she calls in. Like, do you know like the Batman thing, like even the odds? Or just like you know the, Lara, the Lara Beal comes in. The the even the odds should just be the butler coming in. In a mech suit. <laughs> but still when, with the little tray. Yeah, do you know when he wears like the when you get the guns and he wears the body armor and you can't kill him? <laughs> no. Do you not know that in one of the Lara Croft games? Um, when you pick up the pistols, your butler suddenly starts wearing armor because they knew the first thing you do is try and shoot him. <laughs> but he's he's unkillable. So what they should mm-hmm. have is just him come in like that with a tray, but it's like but instead of a tray, it's a knife and he's like a tombray. Oh, God, no. Just the Tombry. The little Tombry butler. That's what they should do just in this um, remake. It's just if you lock him in the freezer, There's an the achievement next time for that, you load yeah. back into the mansion, he's just got the Tombry knife. And he's There's just got to be an achievement him. for that. He's oh, got to it's the, it's the first thing everyone's going to do. Mm-hmm. And Thank we you. will go here to the reception and cultural impact of Lara Croft. Uh, Laura Croft has been massively popular since her debut in 1996. She is seen by many to be the number one heroine in gaming history, surpassing the likes of Samus Aran from the Metroid series. Nah, Samus. I think I prefer Samus as a character, but I will agree that Lara Croft is probably more iconic. More people recognise Lara. Because mm-hmm. people saw Lara Croft to say, oh, it's Lara Croft. They saw Samus to say, is that that Metroid character? I mean, that's one of the jokes, isn't it? Like, Oh, is that Zelda pointing at Link? And it, oh, yeah. is that Metroid pointing at Samus? But people know Lara Croft. Yes, people really know Lara Croft. And I just want... Can we get like the Metroid movie where just Samus, instead of being like Angelina Jolie doing backflips, it's just someone in an iron armor never speaking, <laughs> just not saying a word. Like, if we ever get that like Metroid movie that's coming out, if Samus is not just shoulder-checking through 14 brick walls... <laughs> What is even the point? Like, obviously, they're going to have to have... If they make a Metroid movie, she's going to get like the speed booster. 
and it's going to be the sickest thing, and she just glows with rainbow sex energy and just flies through Ridley's head. Oh, God. So that's not going to happen. It's like not. the Master Chief show where it's like, it's going to be a drama about a character who never talks. Yeah. Well, I mean, John does talk quite a lot, it, but... He's normally, he's really wry. I've always liked, mm. like, his wry sense of humour, which, like, mm-hmm. from the clips and stuff I've seen of the show, not really that present. Although Lara Croft does have a good sense of humour, which is, again, okay. missing in, like, the reboot where she's not as funny because she's kind of, like, sarcastic because she's the narrator of the first game, right? Because she walks you through the mission. Right, okay, She tells yeah. you, like, this is my house. Let's go for a look around. She, like, she takes you on a tour of her mansion. And, um, yeah, it's, like, some of the things just mentioned here, I cannot imagine the reboot Lara Croft happening to just... Uh, Laura's popularity led her to being adapted to other forms of media as well as being used in advertising for products such as LucasAid, a brand of energy drink, Seat cars, uh, the Visa card, and even a line of chocolate bars. I, think, I remember the LucasAid ones because the advert was her being chased by dogs and she jumps and like hangs on with her one arm and then gets a LucasAid with the other one and all the dogs <laughs> just fly off the edge. <laughs> it's great. And Laura Croft um, quite quickly became that kind of cool design character with like the leather jacket and the sunglasses and the motorbike I, I, I as well. I like yeah, the little orange sunglasses that she'd wear. They were really stylish. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, I, think, I can yeah, definitely see that. that fitting with like, uh, you know, her getting like the sunglasses, putting them on and drinking the LucasAid. Like, I can see that happening, but I can't imagine just gap year Lara just being, oh no, oh no, I need to get my bottle of LucasAid. Do you know what like Lara Croft should have become? She should have been like the female equivalent of Duke Nukem. Of like no, the f- no, 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 no. That's what I mean, but because Duke Nukem was kind of lame, because they leaned too hard into it, but mm. I mean in the sense of a character who never evolved. They should have kept her exactly as she was in the 90s and never changed it. And then the like, further yeah. we got removed from that look and that style, the funnier it would have been. I, like yeah, if you'd kept a, a what it was in around like you know the early two thousands design. Yeah, so I didn't mean that at, like Duke Nukem and just they never changed yeah. Duke Nukem's characterization. I or was like, Doom do guy, not maybe. make her, do not make her Duke Nukem. Don't That's do this. Sort of like or Doom Guy, Joe Doom Guy's characterization just never changed. Mm-hmm. They should have kept Lara Croft as like she'd just be like just slamming Lucas Aids and shooting T Rexes. Yeah, because I can't imagine like any of the new Laras having the attitude to pull off. Pulling out a Lucas Aid or being on a bag of Doritos. I love that she advertised because Lucas Aid was so shit. <laughs> it is so because, shit. I think it's just because it was a British studio and they drank Lucas Aid when they were over. So mm-hmm. they got sponsored by Lucas They just Aid probably when... wanted to get free Lucas Aid for the office. Does think Lucas Aid is. It, if Americans are like, what the fuck's Lucas Aid? It's like, it's called it because it's like, it was originally Glucose Aid. So think of it as like. Right. It's like a recovery drink. It's like one of those early energy drinks and it has like sugar in it to help you and, recover. And I admittedly, sugar free Lucas Aid, mm. sugar free lemon Lucas Aid will cure any hangover. And I I just I you know, I can't really enjoy Lucas Aid because obviously you can imagine the amount of times people have made the joke of like, oh, oh you're Lucas Aid and I'm like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I just I, have <laughs> A, a hatred of that brand in general because of that. But I, I still wish that they advertised it with that because it was just so... so the thing is, I remember one of the games, she she had it in her inventory. <laughs> is it like the Mountain Dew in Death Stranding? Oh, man. Just like, that they, got they, removed and is now just a generic brand. They should never allow it to be removed, that. 
No, they shouldn't. Like, never forget, it is Metal Gear. We mentioned Metal Gear earlier. It's Metal Gear Cannon that Snake invented Doritos. Because <laughs> like in Metal Gear Peace Walker, they had like a Doritos crossover, and they oh. say that like Big Boss invented Doritos. Um, yeah, it says that um, Lara Croft, you know, became a sex symbol, but did get backlash from feminist groups who took issue with her sex appeal being used for marketing purposes. Which, yeah, um, as well as parental it. groups who objected to sexual content in video games. Which I'd argue none of it was sexual in the video games, as far as I remember, but. It's, it's, just, it's it people's response have, yeah. to it. That's why I think if they leaned into it and made it like, because like if you look at Lara's design, it's almost like the pinup you'd see on like you know a plane. Mm. Like you can imagine that pose, kind of like the one you got on your wall behind you, like the katana ones, like the DC bombshells that you have. Yes, yeah. They could, they could make it similar, akin to that. I mean, they could. It would be cool if they did that, but yeah, just. I mean, I guess maybe parents just heard like. The nude code is in the game and shit like that. And, and they like, saw the, like, the character on the cover of Playboy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but as you mentioned and alluded to earlier, just in 2009, a ring road in Derby was named Lara Croft Way after the local council opened a vote up to the public to decide the road's name. Well, I'm glad it was that and not like Hitler did nothing wrong <laughs> avenue or yeah. something. Lara Croft Way won the public vote with a landslide 89% of overall votes, numbering over 27,000. Yeah. And I love it when it's just those really kind of just nice ones where it's like, oh, it's Lara Croft Wake, she's an iconic character, or the yeah. the Boaty McBoat face that was the new, like, royal that, ship being brought in. That was so good. Oh, it's the gritty ones that are the best. It's like itty nitty bitty um, gritty machine or whatever the fuck they called it, or like Gary Gritter and stuff like oh. that. Oh, God. Oh. oh, but we'll just end here with some little bits of trivia. Tell me some trivia about Lara Croft. Um, is the first one that she was called uh, Laura Cruz? Um, the f- well, the first one is L- Lara's name is often mispronounced as Laura by Americans. Yep, because they Just don't recognise the fuck out. They don't recognise Lara as a name. I say as Carl or Kyle. Yeah, and um, Lara's passport in the original timeline displays her middle name as Amelia. This is the only time where her middle name is known from the legend timeline onward. This was her mother's given name in the games rather than just Lady Croft. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just it sums it up here of just how much more serious the game got. Of Her primary weapon in the original Legend series are two handguns, but in the Survivor series, it's a bow and arrow. And I, I do like in the new reboot timeline where the end of one of the games is her going up to a box as the two pistols in it and saying, huh. Forgot about these, and then then there was an interview with the directors of the next game. Like, so is Lara going to use her dual pistols in this one? No, that's stupid. Why would he do that? Because she referenced it in the previous game. Do you not remember that? <laughs> oh shit! They forgot they put the reference <laughs> in, and they were saying, "No, that's stupid. Why would she use two pistols? That's such a nineties thing." Our game's like realistic. It's like, but you put the two pistols in the previous game. Like, oh shit! Yeah, we did do that. Yeah. Oh no. And then they put. I think they did put like a costume in. Mm. For like they put, but the reboot Lara wearing that costume looks really bad. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look that one up in time. But I think the best one's just one where she's wearing like the. I think I swear there's one where she's got like skull makeup on and she just punish her Lara. <laughs> her true form. So I, yeah. I wish it was more lean into the attitude, the attitude era. Not, oh, imagine, the, not the the WWE one, the Lara Croft one. Can you imagine if she wore, like, Kane's mask? 
Uh, it's sad though that when you say Kane's mask, how many people are going to be like, "But Kane's never worn a mask." Yeah, like, it's been it. that long since Kane even had a mask. The thing is that I'm I'm all in on Blue Kane now. Do you know about Blue Kane? Is this just like the Twitter mockery one where it's the guy who's like some I'm amateur Kane. wrestler who's like I'm I'm Ice Kane or yeah. something? Yeah, <laughs> as well as also Green Kane with wind powers. <laughs> and they're trying to create like just the avatars of Kingdom. So oh. you have like Blue Kane, Red Kane, um, uh, Green Kane, and Brown Kane. You have like Earth powers. Brown Kane doesn't sound like the right thing though. But you don't want to say Black Kane. I mean, no. You could have you Shadow don't powers, want... I suppose. You don't want to be walking around going, I'm Brown Kane. That's just, it doesn't sound right. Blue Kane's just so good. It just sounds like you've got powers of shit. And all he does is just troll real Kane on Twitter. It's great. <laughs> but anyway, one last bit of trivia about Lara Croft. Uh, technically, after inheriting her father's earldom. Google, stop it. I thought I saw my phone light up. Um, technically, after inheriting her father's earldom, she became a hereditary peer in her own right. For this reason, as the Countess of Abingdon, Laura ought to be known as Lady Abingdon, and as Laura Croft is a courtesy title, and it's how she would have been addressed before her father's death. Her father and mother would have been Lord Abingdon and Lady Abingdon, respectively. So technically, mm-hmm. she is like she's not Laura Croft anymore. She's not Lady Croft. No, but. I would like to see, though, just, you know, some piece of Tomb Raider media where they just, do you know, like the racers at Cheltenham? Mm. And it's like, oh, and here we have, like, the lords and ladies wearing their big hats and she just rocks up wearing, like, a leather jacket with two guns <laughs> like just riding on an AT. Like, or the horse racers. Yeah, she just jumps on. She does, like, the Tony Stark in Iron Man 2 of yeah. pushes the jockey off the horse and just well, like, riding it, this one. But it's like a unicorn that she found in the Amazon. <laughs> She's like, look what I found, it's mine. How how less hype, though, would it be if it was just, oh, Lady Abington, Tomb Raider? <laughs> like, oh, no. I, I bet there's a thing somewhere, like, she's rescinded that. She's, she's like Prince Harry. She just yeah. disowns herself from that world. She don't want to have it now. Because it just makes her such a less cool of a character. Of like, I'm just a rich British asshole who goes around stealing treasures from the world. Although I would love to see working class Lara Croft of the training mission <laughs> or just parkouring around a, like, a council estate. <laughs> just Lady Abington goes to sign on for job seekers. Just... You, know, you have the mission at the start where it's, okay, you need to go around my big like, house and learn all your things. Like Just that, but it's just in a council estate <laughs> to train in. And now you've got a mantle underneath the um, uh, <laughs> the security fence at Lidl. You've got one bar to swing on, and it's the broken swing in the council bar. Yeah. Oh, so now we're gonna learn about now we're gonna learn about combat. Here come the the pillheads. <laughs> coming around coming, to steal your watch. Coming out of spa on a four o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, give us fucking council estate lady Abingdon. Oh, council house Lara Croft would be so strong. She'd be unstoppable. <laughs> Lara Croft house raider. Yeah, she's just a <laughs> house she's raider. just a thief. <laughs> That'd be so good. Lara Croft just house raider. It's just her just nicking. Oh man, she broke in. She stole all my Michael Jackson CDs. It's like no. She just kept doing backflips with my vinyls. Like she just walks in and steals people's PlayStations. <laughs> no, she just like kicks their Xboxes out the window. 
<laughs> she's on Xbox now, though. She's all right. Well, she was for like one game, and then no one bought it until it came to PlayStation. Yeah. Oh man, as well. He said like the ponytail. She had like the high ponytail and a shell suit. <laughs> she wear like tracksuit bottoms that have like juicy writ on the back. But they've been specifically cut to be the booty shorts still. Yeah. Oh, like, dear, like instead dear. of dual pistols, it'd be a pram with two babies in it. <laughs> Council House Lara Croft, let's go. Uh, this is it. This is the pitch. I know what short I'm making out of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Council House Lara Croft, let's go. I'm just, I'm, I'm coping up like fucking whoever owns it. Oh, I think it might be Embracer now. Oh god, Lucas, you so know Lara what Croft's the title this one is. Council House Lara, Lara Croft. Croft House Raider. <laughs> just imagine. She'd be so good at it as well. She would be. She'd be unstoppable. She's like, these council house chavs didn't know what was coming. So do they say it's like all that knife crime in London? How yeah. bad would it be to their knives? They all had like that pickaxe thing she's got in the first oh, game. God. They all start running around like ice axes and shit. Oh. Just people bowing each other down in London. <laughs> oh man, that's what I want. This is it. Oh, <laughs> Instead yeah. of like legendary animals, it's like an XL bully. <laughs> Like they're banned in UK now, aren't they? This would be really rare. They're bringing in the ban, yeah. So he's just her going to council estates and she gets attacked by, oh my God, what's that? Oh, it's, a, it's an XL bully, Lara. You've got to get it. Oh, now thought to be extinct. It's like, okay, got it. I'm going to shoot this in the face with two pistols. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right, well, thank you all for joining. That was a lovely note to end on. Lovely way to end off first. Council like, you know, House proper, Lara Croft. A proper nice first live um, <sighs> wiki weekends, but we're going to try and make this the plan going forward is just yes. to live stream the video version on YouTube, on our channel, and then uh, go and I'll, you know, take the audio files and edit them to go on podcast services like in a minute. So there'll be, it will be, mean, you know, you get the podcast version a little bit later. Yes. Um, but it does mean that we all get to just have a nice time together in chat yes so tune in same time next week if you're watching live you're listening after the fact wednesday 6 p.m british time mm-hmm. and i don't know what that is in america time so you'll have to figure you it figure out it out you got a phone That's the thing. i'm <laughs> you not just saying Google to you like the people at home but you've got a phone but yeah thank you all for watching it's been a lovely time and i hope everyone enjoys the rest of their valentine's day slash laura croft's household count council house birthday just or go to that Laura Croft birthday bash. <laughs> yes, and if you are watching live on YouTube, I'm posting the Discord link right there, so you can go continue the conversation there on the podcast and stuff. And there's also like Q&A and... section and stuff if you want to ask me and Lucas any questions that we've not been able to answer during the course of the podcast itself. Apart from, have we seen the the, fa- the fantastic forecasting happen? Yes. Um, we ha- Well, we hadn't, but... We certainly know about it now. Yeah, it's what I mentioned earlier during the break. Of It's kind of frustrating as a content creator because you don't get really much chance to get surprised by anything because unless you see it as it happens, mm-hmm. people will just put it into your peripheral. Literally an hour later, yeah. yeah. So there's no like news or anything or anything that we enjoy that we can really experience organically unless we actively like you know seek it out or are just very lucky. Yeah, for sure, and... You know, if you would like to vote officially for which wiki won this week, yes, you can go join that Discord right now, and I will be 
just making sure that when the podcast version is live and stuff like that, I'll get that poll out. Doing all that straight after. It's we, Council House uh, Law right winning this one. I mean, I, I would hope so. That was a lovely end. Even I'm going to vote for that one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everyone. I hope everyone has a lovely day. See you all next time.